go. Welcome to the Root Cellar, where we talk about modern pioneer living. I'm Andrea Nelson. And, and I'm Jolene O'Neill. And yeah, that's Jolene O'Neill. And uh, yeah, we are finally back after being off for a week. We it's were summer. Summer break, finally. We've been busy and Jolene came over today and kind of had a, we had kind of a DIY day. As usual. As usual. <laughs> yes, but we've been busy today. So before... Our feral children just played in the Oh yard. my gosh, my children are driving me nuts. Well, mine don't help. Oh, well, like a little gang of children running around half naked and I like screaming. to call them, I'm going to call them a congress of children because that's what you call a group of baboons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that describes them well, too. Oh. And the eating constant every 15 minutes. I'm hungry. Oh, it wasn't snack. even that. It was like, like, can we have a popsicle? And then they just go get them. Oh, yeah. You catch them. I was chasing Charlie between the freezers, like one freezer out in the garage, one freezer in the basement. I'd go to put the thing away in the garage and he'd be going down to the basement and then back and forth. He's like, I want to give my friends a popsicle. They don't need a popsicle. Yeah. Oh, so it's been crazy. So last time we visited, we were getting ready for our jams and jellies class. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. Interesting. Oops. Oops. I screwed up. I did a major screw up. Well, now you know. Now... Well, it didn't help okay. that I was like, she, so, so it was the second day after my last day of work and I was getting ready to leave for Montana, big trip. And I woke up feeling sick, ill, ill, yeah. icky, Which gross. My kids had during the week and my husband had, well, my husband took a day off work, which is completely out of character. Yeah, and so I don't know if it was from you guys or what. I don't know. It must have been because it was the same symptomatic thing where you're icky sick for 24 hours. Yeah, it was just luckily I never actually had any, Mm -hmm. there was never any outcome, let's just say. (laughs) But I just felt Uh, sick. Yeah, for about 24 hours, didn't want to eat anything, felt gross, felt icky. So I didn't want to be around the class because I don't want anyone else to get sick. I don't want to be around the food or anything. Um. So I wasn't very helpful at all. That's okay. And in in me staying inside being sick, you were teaching them how to make... Rose jelly. Rose which jelly. Which is now rose syrup. <laughs> Explain what happened to our <laughs> listeners, especially okay. those who are into canning uh, and preserving. I'm so sorry, those of you who are here who listen. Uh, I'll make it up to you. Um, but I had this jar of rose water that Andrea had made from steeping rose petals. Yes. Um in water and i dumped the jar in my mind i had okay i had read the recipe like seven times and it said four cups of rose water and so i'm like oh four cups that's a quart (laughs) and i had this jar and i dumped it in there that was not a quart jar it was a two quart jar it was a half a gallon I dumped the whole thing in there twice as much fluid. And if you know anything about um, jams and jellies, the whole, the the ratio of pectin to sugar to, well, fruit or, or liquid um, is what makes it activate and makes it gel. Gel. <laughs> so then we're cooking it and cooking it. And you're supposed to be able to like test it with a, if you have a cold spoon, you can test to see if it's going to gel. Yeah. And it's doing nothing. I'm like, what in the heck? And then one of the people in the class actually said, didn't you put this whole jar? Because I was like <laughs> looking at the recipe again. Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. But I guess the moral of the story is everyone makes mistakes. Yes. And everybody got 
two jars yeah. of rose syrup that way instead yeah. of one jar of rose jelly. Yeah, and we also got to talk about how you can reset things if yeah. you want to try again later. With that, though, I'd almost just start over. I'm going to, I have a couple jars of it that I took home and I'm going to try to. But with the rose it. syrup, though, I mean, so tasty in different drinks. Yeah, and options. Of syrup. I mean, yeah. Yes, so today, today yeah, so we Jolene. Made syrup yeah, on purpose. Yes. <laughs> Jolene came over. I was working my garden, which has been a whole nother uh, irritation this year. One, it's yeah. gone in late. Two, it's just, seems like it's just been kind of, I don't know, a failure garden. So I'm hoping it does mm-hmm. better. I finally gave up on a few things and bought some starts. Um, to see if I could kind of re- recoup, recover. Like mm-hmm. nothing's got, like things I put yeah. in by seed haven't came up right. Like it's just. I had to buy some starts too <sighs> because certain things, once we figured out what everything was. Yeah. <laughs> which we got it all in, now. Yeah. We figured it out. But a few things just didn't transplant well. Yeah. And where we are, it's like I, I feel like, so I was gone for a week. And then in that week, some things came up. But then other things were eaten up by bugs or birds. Mm-hmm. And because it's organic, I'm not spraying things. And uh, it's just a lot of. um manual maintenance mm-hmm. on it and there's so much to do right now but anyway so yeah this is the time when yeah so much to do. jolene came over and i was trying to get my stuff in the garden done and then we were working in the house and yeah. kind of looking at different projects so i had while i was gone some orders go through and so i needed to make some goat milk lotion and make some other mm-hmm. body products today and so i was working on that and then she was looking online at some syrup recipes yeah and then we just went and pulled a bunch of mint because the mint is crazy overgrows. yeah my my mint is crazy so we pulled a bunch of mint and we made some really good mint syrup mint syrup we got got actually 13 half pints out of it because the the last one we just put in a different we didn't seal up in just a pint jar just like a jar yeah but it would have been like another yeah because we had to test it so here we are we have it in our iced tea if you our sun tea and hear it yes (laughs) our sun tea with our uh, fresh made mint syrup yeah so yeah pretty tasty yeah it will also be good in um mint juleps and mojitos but mojitos yes for another day that's another day Mm -hmm. yeah but um so yeah well the kids are running around wild screaming each other with a hose naked yes we were busy why did they take their clothes off i don't don't know know, like all the way off and you can tell like charlie has like no qualms he's just running around i had to have him put underwear on like two or three different times like just go put underwear on please that happens at our house too and then i have to go find the underwear because they don't have underwear it needs to be washed yeah it's just they just take it off and they throw it like over the playhouse and like in the corner and it's on the hanging off the fence from the garden <laughs> oh boy! Well, you can grow underwear. I can like yeah. underwear underwear garden. Well, and the kids the kids found a toad, so that's been oh yeah the that's entertainment exciting. yeah some excitement. Yeah. But so on my trip, um, one big difference for like when I came back was how much drier it is here oh. than in Montana right now. And so my family is around central Montana, well north central and Lewistown. It's so green. It's lush. It's beautiful. There's mm-hmm. water. It's cooler. And then I came back and I'm like, oh my gosh, within a week, everything's dead, uh-huh. dry, uh-huh. cheatgrass is all dry, uh, the wheat is finally drying out, like nothing is green that's not purposely being watered. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, we live in the desert, the desert prairie. I know, that's another thing that's just happened in our house was the cheatgrass. I don't know if everybody knows what cheatgrass is. If you don't, it's this, I didn't know what it was till I moved out here. Yeah. But it's this well grassy plant weed that um has these little like 
arrowhead shaped barbs that are the seed pods and it just so happens that we have springer spaniels and springer Mm. spaniels have hair between their toes and cheatgrass gets in there and then it burrows into their like the webbing between their toes and through the skin yeah well clementine who is my six-year-old springer spaniel the other one's a mix she doesn't get it so bad i was taking the trash out last night and I just glanced at her. We'd been gone all weekend. I glanced at her and her one foot is like, she's got all the hair chewed off the top of her foot. Oh, poor baby. And I'm like, oh no. So I like made her lay down in the driveway and I'm like looking. And I didn't think we had that much cheat grass around, but Enough. there it was. There, there it all is like in the corners and yeah. different places. Like in the, and she goes, runs back in that pasture too behind us. So I think there's a lot of it back there probably. And she's just. Oh my gosh, she's got it so bad and her whole foot is like inflamed. So then we're like, oh, we hadn't groomed her yet for the year. So we're like shaving her down. We took like an hour shaving her down and picking them out. I picked hundreds of those out of her. They were all up in her like armpits. Oh, and she's such a good dog. She just lays down and is like, let you do it. Help me. Get this off. She doesn't, she doesn't freak out about the clippers, nothing, but I felt so bad for her. And so she's. Got an appointment tomorrow to the vet to go get... Because that one paw, we can't... Yeah. There's nothing we can do. It needs to be lanced, probably from the Oof, top. Gross. In a couple of spots. It's so bad. And she had it, too, when she was a little puppy when we lived in Hepner. There was more cheatgrass. But we haven't had this problem until this year at our house. Hmm. It must have come in somehow on... Or she got into it somehow, yeah. She got... Like, it wasn't... But we didn't have any of it on our property when we first moved there. Hmm. So you guys brought it in. We probably brought it in with us on the lawnmower or something, and now we've got it. Oh. Poor dog. I feel so bad. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, She she got a lot of attention yesterday. I should probably check our border collie, too, because she runs around all over the place. Um, That's the one thing about our new dog, Peppa the Corgi. She's like a husky. She has a double coat, so she gets hot really easy. Yeah, And so she's found the chicken trough by the chicken coop. We have like a little trough Mm -hmm. during the summer that just always flowing. And she goes and she lays in there and rolls around in the water and just Mm -hmm. loves it, which surprises me. I didn't realize that they liked water that much. But um, so, yeah, she's hot. The border collie's hot. They're always trying to find shade. Everybody's hot. The heat has finally came. I don't know if you saw earlier. I don't know if you've seen her do this, but Peppa was standing in the water bowl drinking water oh. earlier. <laughs> she's cute. Like, oh. <laughs> she's so little. Yeah, she's little. She's cute. She'll get uh-huh. bigger. Um, when I was visiting family, my aunt has a boor or has like a corky too named Foxy. Foxy. Yeah, who is so fat. She's like the <laughs> fattest corgi dog ever. And she even said she goes, "Oh yeah, but they have a tendency to get fat. You have to watch their diet." And I'm thinking. Uh, yeah i think you should like yeah, just it, in general with dogs yeah kind of do that but um oh let's see what else has been going on around feed here them a lot of table scraps except the oh, other your dogs? day no the other day i tried to cook these ham steaks and i screwed it up and like burned them so then they got up some table scraps i just happened to have two of them here you go <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise not a lot of well another animal note so the butcher came this last week and took care of uh puakuni the, the pig the pig, he said there was lots of fat on him, which I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about he took all the leaf lard off, and we have that in the freezer. So we are ready to render down some more lard here this fall. We usually wait for the fall just because it's so hot right it's now. Hot, yeah. So we'll do that in the fall. And then with that leaf lard, 
not only can I use it in baking and everything easier than the regular yard, the regular lard has more flavor and seasoning savory uh-huh. to it. So that's what I gave you today. So I gave Jolene, oh. we always, so we render down, if you don't know how to do that, you take a big like pot on a propane burner, you put all the fat in there and you put a little water in there and you just slowly, very, very slowly melt all it. day melt all this fat, this animal fat down. And then skim the icky stuff? Mm-hmm. You skim mm-hmm. the cracklings off the top and stuff. And then you serve this liquid uh, fat and then we ladle it. We, um, well, we strain it mm-hmm. to get any extra stuff out. And then we ladle it into big quart jars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we use it quite a bit for... Yeah, soups to... and roasts. It's you'll like it. It tastes mm-hmm. good, like stir fries. Anything mm-hmm. that you want, like spaghetti, a that little you, more just savory. a little bit more savory, a little bit more flavor. Umami. Yes, <laughs> that's umami. A, I'm not allowed to use that word at home. Why is that? Because Caleb thinks I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't. I like showed him, but he gets on things like that, like just how he thinks that I like Captain America. I don't like Captain America, <laughs> but he's on this Captain America thing. Oh, you wish I looked like Captain America? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even like him. I like Thor. Okay, <laughs> but it's just a thing. So now, since once he told me that I made up the word umami, so now you're gonna like now, use it forever. I can't say that, or else he'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm making up words again. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> No, it is really good though. And you can, um, yeah. And I mean, because the way we do it and then it seals down because mm-hmm. it's just like with canning mm-hmm. and it, um, and I just always check it before I use it. And then once I open it, I keep it in the fridge, but, um, it's so funny. I was at Walmart the other day and I look and they are selling pork lard in a fancy jar which I've seen it there cheap before too, but pork lard and fancy jar, similar thing for like 12 bucks or something crazy. Probably just a half pint or a pint. Yeah. Like it wasn't oh. a lot. I'm like, Oh, well I got lots of okay. that. To home. <laughs> but the leaf lard is different. The leaf lard comes from a different part of the pig and it doesn't have that same porky flavor and it's a really oh. white clean. So when you think of using lard in like baking biscuits or pie crusts, a lot mm. of people say use lard. You want to use leaf lard. Not unless you want it to have a, bacony flavor to it yeah, i don't want bacon pie no so for instance well, let's I say maybe biscuits was... yeah you know like if you wanted like that flavor depending on what you were doing mm. but you'd use the leaf lard and the funny thing is leaf lard when you do it it's pure white it doesn't have a porky smell to it really at all and then you can use that again for the baking versus the other lards more for your savory huh so it's kind of interesting. Cool. So and probably easy when we had do. that hog butchered last year, we probably could have got that stuff, but we didn't know. Uh, yeah, and just depends. So like we have um, a mobile slaughter company come out and they come and they butcher on site. Mm-hmm. Then they take the carcass back and do the final processing mm-hmm. at their facility. Um, and so he just cuts the fat off on site and puts it in a bag Here's and a hands bag, it yeah. over. And I don't think we got any of the regular pork fat this time. We just got the leaf lard because we have mm, quite a bit of lard. Have some yeah, right now left. In fact, we might even have lard left from our other pig that needs rendered down still because we got almost all of it back. Oh. And we just, again, keep it in the freezer until we're ready. Yeah, look how much money you just saved by keeping that. $12 a <laughs> pint. That's not what I always tell Caleb. I probably wouldn't be buying it at the store. <laughs> That's what I tell Caleb all the time, too, if I'm, like, doing projects if he ever raises his eyebrow at me you know with the with all the projects i'm like i am saving you money this jam is worth 
five dollars a half pint okay and i have 45 of them so (laughs) and you're like doing pretty good with your little uh jams jellies and canned business yeah i'm starting to get there i went yeah i've got some um i got some orders which is great and uh i got people interested in stuff and i've got people giving me produce so i had a couple of folks give me um rhubarb i just put out there on facebook i was looking for rhubarb and people like yeah "Yeah, come take it we don't want it because it just goes crazy um the one gal she said that she dug it up last year and it came back really yeah she must not have gotten all the root got all of it but it came back in two places after she dug it up interesting so i took it all she's like get it out of here i don't want my dogs to eat it yeah because the leaves are toxic um so that was some nice rosy rhubarb and i got somebody else from um from the town i teach in which is not the town i live in um she gave me some and so i had tons of rhubarb made lots of strawberry rhubarb jam and then another friend said we have these like pie cherries Mm -hmm. and they're pink and um she said come pick as you know as many as you want because they're trying to just avoid the mess in the yard and so i went and i picked a big bucket full and oh my gosh, I spent so many hours pitting cherries. My hand hurt so bad. I got to get a different pitter. I just have the little hand pitter. And every time you're squeezing like, like a, you know, like a There must be another easier way to do that. Well, they have other pitters that do six at a time that it's like you put them all in the thing and then you push it down. And there's huh. also, someone else was telling me that there was, I wish I had one of these. Um, another teacher at my school was saying that his grandma had one that it was like you cranked it. And they and it had a hopper on top, and the cherries just went down in, and you cranked oh, it. Oh, that would be really nice. Have you looked into up. that? Um, that would be expensive, I think. Oh. But this was like an old school like one, a really like old a cast one. iron thing. Like maybe you'd find one at a sale or something. Yeah, sometime. so I'm like always people didn't know what stuff. they were. Hmm. Yeah, people didn't know what that was. Um, and then so I did all this stuff. I made this barbecue sauce with a rhubarb, two different ways because I tried changing the spices, but I don't think I was successful. We'll use it. I think it'll be fine on pork. Um, it was interesting. It was something like I'd never tasted before. Yeah. Um, and cherry rhubarb pie filling, which I brought you some Yes, of that. which looks it's beautiful. Pink. Yeah, pretty And pink. I made maraschino cherries, or tried to. They ended up, because, so this is the thing about some things commercially are probably the better way, because yeah. they can process it different. You don't have to boil it and in the process of boiling, they all got wrinkly and shrunken, mm, kind of. Yeah. They don't look like maraschino cherries that are so puffy and great. But those yeah. are probably filled with, they're probably pumped with something to make them do that. There's probably something there. You know where they were, like where that came about, that invention of the maraschino cherry? No, I have no idea. Oregon State University. Did it? Yes, it did. What? Yes. Tell me this. What? How do you know that? Because I went to college there. Because oh, that's one of their facts that they yeah. tell you when they're like doing the campus tour. Yeah, this that, is the because it's an agriculture school, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I dyed them. Well, I went to dye them and I didn't have any red food dye. Because mm-hmm. you like, first you soak them in salt, a salt brine so that it leaches the color out, which was weird. Hmm. And then you dye them a bright red. Well, guess what? I didn't have any red food dye. I only had magenta from when <laughs> I made Rhiannon a birthday cake. So I have hot pink maraschino cherries, which is fine. They taste good, but they're just little. Yeah. That's okay. And the syrup 
oh my gosh, I had extra syrup and I didn't even pack them tight because I wanted the syrup in there. Yeah. So now we have cherry syrup too. Now we have mint syrup. We got I told you syrup. we need to come up with like a fancy snow cone like business. Snow cones. Bougie snow cones. Bougie snow cones. Yeah. We could have a, like yeah. lavender syrup and like mm-hmm. mint and like rosemary, like a savory. We're, we better like buy stock in cane sugar. Yeah. Jeez. I've already been through, I went through 25 pounds of sugar in one weekend. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much jam. Well, yeah. It just, and I don't know if people realize how much sugar it takes mm-hmm. to make jam. Like, it's primarily sugar. It's mostly sugar. Yeah. Flavored like fruit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good for you. No. But it's delicious. That's why a tablespoon is a serving. Yes. Tasty, uh-huh. but not nutritious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. I've been doing all that. And then today, I went into the farm store and um, looking for produce. And nothing's really in yet. We're kind of in that lull. Yeah. We're in that lull in the beginning of the summer where there's nothing. So I bought some, I'm going to make this onion marmalade. So I bought some I think that'd be really good too. Yeah. Um, but I just like to be busy all the time. I, I do too, but it's stressful. Like after being gone for a week, Justin mm-hmm. did a lot of work here on the farm. He got all the mowing done, did a bunch of work. He finished our laundry room. Mm-hmm. He did a bunch of stuff, but even still, like I come back and I just see all the projects that need to be worked mm-hmm. on. And then it's hard for me to concentrate and focusing on doing like just one because then mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed and I yeah. think like, oh, I got to get this done. Oh, now I got to do this. And then I don't get anything done. Mm-hmm. So today was good because even though... You know, you came over and visit and stuff. Like, I felt like I got quite a bit accomplished. Yeah, I like that. This is what I was talking to um, a couple of other friends about recently. Is that, like, all this canning and stuff that I do, up until recently, I've done most of it pretty solo. Yeah. I've just done it by myself. But sometimes you've got so many moving parts, you know, mm-hmm. things up in the air. You're, you're, you know, sterilizing jars and you're cutting this and you're packing it into the here. And it's like, how can this even... How can you even do this? And I realized, I don't know why this was hard for me, but I kind of had this epiphany the other day. Like, this is not meant to be done alone. Yeah. This is not, you're not supposed to do this stuff alone. You're all supposed to get together with all the green beans all at once and can them. Yeah. And then everybody takes home whatever. It's a social thing. It's like Well, it's a lot easier because, I mean, think. The first time we did the pressure canning was Uh with my mom here, you and I working Uh on it. And then you've helped me make jams and jellies and all kinds of stuff before and cherry stuff. And we've done a lot of that stuff together. But during the summer, you do a ton of it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of that stuff. on uh, Jams and stuff is easier to do on your own because it's like one pot kind of thing. Yeah. But like... I don't know. Sometimes it's just nice to have somebody to talk to, too. It's like you were saying about, um, oh, yeah, we also made bath bombs today. Yeah. Like when you were making the bath bombs, you said this it's not fun to pack yeah, the bath so bombs. It's just so tedious. It's tedious. Yeah. But so is cutting vegetables all to the same length. Yeah. It's tedious. And it's a lot nicer when there's somebody to talk to. True that. And so when your kids need- are distracting each other. So we need to have more canning parties. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think they'll have to be a pickle party. A pickle party. <laughs> because I did not make enough pickles last year. We were out of pickles by February. I think the pickle party idea is great. I also yeah. love the idea of doing like the hand pie thing with kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, because. I think that would be yeah, fun. My my pie filling, the one of them didn't seal. I don't know what happened to that. There must have been something wrong with the ring because the whole ring and lid popped off in the canner. And when I opened the canner back up. Weird. It was like. I must not have tightened it. I don't know. It had to be operator error hmm. because the ring was off and there were just cherries floating all around. Oh no. And so, but it wasn't, it must not have done it right at first because most of it was still in the jar 
Huh. It must have just done it because there were just a few and the rest of it was, I don't know. But so I scooped off the part that was affected. Like, yeah. So we had like a half of a quart of pie filling, which is not enough for a pie. Yeah. So I just made one recipe of, of, um, pie crust and Gabriel was all excited about mm-hmm. pushing the button on the food processor and, and, um, we had to put them in balls and wait for them to rise. And then we rolled it out into a circle and put like two spoonfuls of pie filling. What kind of pie crust? Well, waiting it for it to rise, you usually don't put anything in a crust to make it rise. I don't know. It said to let it set. It's not really rising. Okay. I'm said, like, what? It wasn't really rising. No, it just said to let just it Just let it rest. Set, let it rest for a half an hour. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess it's not rising. Um, but anyway, we like got the rolling pin and rolled it out and then got the fork, you know, and Squish yeah. the edges down and put them in the thing, and then we're watching it in the oven. So I think that'd be that fun. fun. And Do something it, like it that with pink. the kids. It's yeah. pink pie, pink cherry pie. I bet they tasted good too. Yeah, it was very good because there's some almond extract in there too. Cherry and almond is real nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the rhubarb. And the rhubarb in it um, kind of gives a little bit of a different flavor too. Gives it, yeah, kind of. I love rhubarb. Some people really don't like it. I don't care for I mean, I'll eat it like mixed with things like strawberry mm-hmm. or the cherries, but on its own, not a big rhubarb fan. Yeah. Well, I'm mixing it because it it's not sweet. It's like Charlie bitter. and I, we made that rhubarb cake and it was pretty good. But yeah. I don't know. I'm just, meh. Yeah. It's the texture more than anything. Oh. It can be like if you don't cut it really little, it's got that weird stringy, slimy. Yeah. I like it a lot. I went and I bought one and planted it. So you can have lots of rhubarb. So I can have lots of it. Mm-hmm. Well, my giant rhubarb plant, I didn't even remember planting one or having it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's a rhubarb. When did I do that? <laughs> and every year it's like gotten bigger and done more. My mom brought me another one this year. So we're going to have another big rhubarb, which is fine. Because the yeah. one nice thing about rhubarb, Charlie loves to process it. Mm-hmm. And you can just stick it in the freezer bags and then mm-hmm. use it whenever. Mm-hmm. Or I give it away to my mom or I can give it to you or other mm-hmm. people who want it if I don't end up using it. So it works out well. Yeah, I love it. It's that depth of flavor thing. <laughs> like two fruits or two things. Yeah. I don't know. And to me, another interesting thing for me about when I'm um, canning and doing all these food projects is I don't eat when I'm doing it, mm-hmm. which is a weird, it seems like it, that doesn't make sense, but I'm so busy with it. You busy in the process of it. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, cause I'm a grazer. Otherwise mm-hmm. I'll be in the kitchen like, Oh, I need to eat a cracker. Oh, I'm going to eat <laughs> like the kids today. Oh, yeah. Like the kids say, Oh, I'll have a piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. But when I'm canning stuff, I'm so busy that like yeah. my one friend was over there with me when I was doing asparagus and it was like 3 PM. She was like, have you eaten today? <laughs> no. Too so busy. I'm going to order a pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll have a piece of pizza. Okay. But, but yeah, I just don't, don't eat when I'm doing that. Cause I'm so into it and, and it's not appropriate to be like, yeah, taking spoonfuls of the, yeah, you can't do that can't anyway. Do that. What you're doing, you have to keep no. everything sanitary yeah. and clean and yeah. yeah. Um, I just wish I had a bigger kitchen. My kitchen is handy because you mm-hmm. can stand in that one spot and switch around, mm-hmm. but there's just hardly no counter space to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're having to be, it's just a tight fit to do anything. I know, we need to do stuff at my house. We'll have, we should have yeah. a pickle party at my house. That would and be fun. I just like saying pickle party. Pickle party. It's <laughs> funny. The kids can play outside and then, and we'll just slice pickles. But, um, yeah, I didn't plant a lot of pickles, though. I don't know if you planted pickling cucumbers, but I don't plant them because I leave that to the experts because I need 
a hundred pounds of them at well, one time. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I I never plant the quantity to be able to you would do need that. Acres. I mean, yeah, like it's just to, to be able to do that much. I mean, I've done it where I've had enough to do a few quarts or whatever at a time, mm-hmm. but not enough, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to really go crazy. And then the um the next thing we were like we were just talking about getting weights for fermenting. Um, but you want to do like I just do kraut every year, but you mm-hmm. want to do something. I want to do hot sauce for my husband, for my dear and loving husband, hot sauce, because Mm. he loves hot sauce, fermented hot sauce, which is like Tabasco. So he intentionally bought a Tabasco pepper plant. But it's like a two year process. Yeah. Well, I was reading another one that said six weeks. So it's like it's you can age it, I guess, for Mm. two years. But the actual fermenting process is like you stir it every two days for six weeks or something. Hmm. Yeah. And then it can just be aged. Yeah. And like it cheeses. Aged. Speaking of cheeses and fermenting, that's what I want to do this summer because I didn't do it last summer. I want to try to make some hard cheeses. Yeah. So we should have a cheese making party too. <laughs> okay. Pickle parties, cheese parties. We should have a wine party and yeah. a bourbon party and <laughs> a sauerkraut party. And well, my plums are, I'm going to have quite a few plums this year. So we're going to have to have a plum, a plum picking party. A plum picking party. Yeah, plum picking. Oh, yeah, I love I, all of these pickle parties, pickle plum parties, parties. I know this is just, but like I'm saying, that's why that's what you got to do. You got to do it all mm-hmm. together. You got to get up there in that tree all together because it takes a lot of effort and yeah. a lot of work to pick. Picking cherries was like there were a lot of people picking cherries and, whew. That's and I have another gal that's gonna have. She's got like red cherries. I think they're. I don't know if they're are actually they pie cherries or are they. I don't know. I don't know what they are. They're cherries, so we'll go pick them, and then we'll try them, and then we'll decide what to do with them. And then it's almost blueberry picking season. And it's almost blueberry picking season, which, which I, think, I have not made it out there yet. I think this year I'm actually going to take kids with me because that's another thing. Not just that I want it to be social for adults, but I think that my kids need to learn how to do those things. This is this is how you pick a blueberry. Yeah, you just you just coax them. <laughs> you know you don't get too aggressive with the blueberries just <laughs> coax them off the branch <laughs> i don't know why that's just... It's just funny i know it is but my mom talks about and this is something we can't no more child labor i guess yeah. my mom talks about going to pick strawberries um when she was a kid they, there was a bus that's what my mom did too yeah. my mom growing up in portland mm-hmm. as well she used to go pick strawberries and that's how she made money to go to summer camp yep was picking strawberries yeah we can't do that anymore so they need to go with us and do it and gabriel loves to um to get involved with that stuff and know and mix things and last year he was helping me i was making blueberry applesauce and he was helping me um toss all those blueberries through the the, oh yeah food mill yeah oh he was having a great time so yeah, Charlie would like that a lot too. Lita would probably pick for about five minutes and then say, This is too hot. I know. Oh my gosh. She's been. <laughs> you were witness to it today. Yeah. Like her preteen attitude is at a new level the mm-hmm. last few days. Just make sure oh, she brings a book my to go pick blueberries. Goodness, child. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, I don't want it. What? And then the screaming. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, she does scream. Yes. And Rhiannon's getting there, too. Oh, my goodness. Banging on the door. I'm going to pee my pants. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder sometimes how people in the olden, old and true olden days who were isolated, didn't live in town, 
like the women if the man was out all day working and they just have a whole clutch, a gaggle of children yeah. yelling and screaming. And I think they put them to work more than we do. That's true. I think that's part of it. It was like, I think there was a lot younger that you were out doing work in a row, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's why I need to do put my kids. I try to come up with things more. I mean, we live in a modern world in the sense that I can try to find certain things to, for them to do, but sometimes there's not yeah. anything for them to do. I'm like, well, we're not like having to live off the land. Come, you know, I mean. Yeah, we don't spend a lot of time shelling peas unless no. we choose to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. she's my inside worker and she does great, but okay, the house is clean now. Now what? Like, yeah. It's 10 in the morning. Here, organize this. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, she remembers she, (laughs) you were here when we gave her that assignment and she had a meltdown and she did it after spilling like a whole bag of sugar all over the pantry floor. Uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So. What can you do? But I guess that's, I don't know, that's part of it. Hopefully, I hope that we're doing it right and that by the time our kids are adults this won't be an issue for them like i hope like that if somebody says hey can you help me with this then it's like okay i can do I know that. How to do that yeah i hope that we're not making them like be like i hate living on doing the farm stuff i hate doing things like that i just want to yeah. you know yeah i don't i think they have fun yeah they get to be together yeah oh ziki which um he's two and a half if people don't People might not remember that. He's two and a half and he's starting to talk so much more. Yes. Oh my gosh. In the car today. Well, we got in the car because Gabriel had half day summer camp. So we took him there. And then Ziki says, Ziki says, we going to Charlie's house? Mm-hmm. I said, no, we're not going to Charlie's house. And Because well, you had called. I think oh, yeah. Um, we going to Charlie's house. I said, no, we're not going to Charlie's house right now. I said, Charlie, my best friend. Oh, and then later someone else was his best friend who was it it was like random oh mickey mouse was his oh. best friend that makes sense yeah but everybody's been his best friend their best friend best friend <laughs> so cute he's got a sweetheart yeah he's, he's a like sweet a boy yeah he's not so ornery like my child or like gabriel yeah yeah yeah, Henry he's definitely boys. the sweetest yes. one. But his, everything was his best friend. <laughs> and funny. he also, he's had a skinned knee. Oh, because, yeah. Well, he skinned his knee last week. And then we were at my parents' yacht club having appetizers. And um, Gabriel had <laughs> was eating corn. And then his tooth was so wiggly that I was just like, come to the bathroom with me. And I pulled it out. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get lost or him swallow yeah. it or something. Also, I just don't like wiggly teeth i like them to be it grosses out. you out i just like them to be out it just drives me insane like get that out of there <laughs> and so i just popped it out and he was like he thought it was the coolest thing ever he was so excited so we had to go show grandpa so he runs back out of the bathroom and i mean people might have a different opinion of what yacht clubs are like or i image it's it's kind of casual yeah i mean it's not it's not intense but he runs back out there to show him well he knocks Siki over because he's running. Ooh. Sorry, it just landed on you. Whatever Ooh, that was, a, like a giant bug a was giant crawling. Fly. Oh, it was a fly. It was crawling on my head and I just pulled <laughs> yeah. it and threw it right at Jolene. <laughs> threw it at me. You, sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, oh, he ran out of the bathroom to show my dad that he his tooth was out and he just shoved Ziki out of his way and he's knee skidded on the carpet and oh. opened up and just started bleeding everywhere so gabriel's bleeding from his teeth <laughs> zeke's bleeding from his knee my dad's like why did you do that and zeke's screaming and i'm like oh my god <laughs> so anyway now the knee 
it just keeps like then we put pajamas on him later and it didn't have a band-aid and it got you know how things get stuck oh ow, stuck? Yeah. oh my gosh so anyway he has a band-aid which we just got home from my parents house last night so he has this band-aid all he can talk about today grandma give me band-aid <laughs> grandma have band-aid grandma's house yes grandma yeah, has band-aids yeah. wow isn't that nice she gave you a band-aid <laughs> This is my grandma band-aid. What do you do? Neglect your children. They never get band-aids. <laughs> I guess they He's like, no, I just like bought him more band-aids thing. the other like, day. Oh. Yeah. Band-aids are magical. But yeah, he is just so sweet. He's a sweet kid. Well, I think that's it for this week. Yeah, we're just going to keep making stuff. And I'm going to go to Montana now. I know. Now you're actually, taking your turn. Maybe we'll be late next week because oh. um, I'll be gone Thursday night until late Monday. That's okay. Well, I haven't, we, they've been coming out Wednesdays, so. Oh, we're on summer schedule then. We're on okay, summer so schedule. Be, okay. So we'll just get together Tuesday okay. if you're up for it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Missoula. So. You'll have fun. I know. There's lots of fun, cool stuff to do there as well. And some really good places to eat, a really nice bakery. And, okay, yeah. these are the things I need to know. Yes. Anyway, well, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Root Cellar. And uh, hope you're enjoying your summer as much as we are. And we'll talk to you again here soon. Bye. Bye.